Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I love a class traitor. Now, by that, I don't mean those who betray the interests of the working class in favour of the privileged, the wealthy, the elites, but those born into wealth and power, into the very heart of the British establishment, who then turn on it. Now, it doesn't happen very often, to say the least. A famous example from history is Tony Benn, or Anthony Wedgwood Benn, as he was originally known, the Labour MP, of course, who fought to be able to renounce his peerage so he could sit in Parliament, became a Labour cabinet minister, but became increasingly radical socialist over the course of his career. Now, before I go on, Little caveat, I'm clearly not saying that Prince Harry is a Tony Benn reincarnation. Prince Harry is not, I'm afraid to report, a radical socialist. This would be getting very silly. But he is someone born into the very heart of the British establishment who has turned on it. And he's turned on it by virtue of quite specific and unique combined personal circumstances. That is, the childhood trauma of the death of his mother, Princess Diana, and how she was treated in life and the circumstances which led to her death, colliding with the adult trauma of the treatment of the woman he fell in love with, his wife, Meghan Markle, the first woman of colour within the royal family. So rather than do what most from such backgrounds do, embrace the power and the privilege, go with the grain, accept convention and tradition, his specific experiences have led him to turn and what could broadly be described as a nexus between the royal family and the media in particular. And what makes the testimonies of an individual, such as Prince Harry, so precious is how rare they are and how they give particular insight because of their unique experiences and behind-the-scenes insight. Now, Prince Harry has taken the British press to court, specifically the publishers of the Daily Mirror, alleging they behaved unlawfully to gain access to his private life for stories. Now, there have been multiple alleged phone hacking victims, of course, going right back to the phone hacking scandal as it emerged uh, over a decade ago now, but he's in a unique position compared to most of those alleged victims because of his platform and huge resources. And clearly, if we're honest, he has run out of F-U-C-K-Z. Now, he clearly despises the tabloid media, circling back to what I said earlier, because he holds them responsible for his mother's death and the racist vilification of his wife, which has not just damaged her well-being and his well-being with it, but which he believes has endangered their lives by vilifying them to such a degree. Now, let's just read from Prince Harry's statement to the High Court, because it's quite an extraordinary statement from a royal. I mean, I know we've become accustomed now to Prince Harry having reneged, I suppose, on the conventions attached to the royal family. Nonetheless, democracy fails when your press fails to scrutinise and hold the government accountable, and instead choose to get into bed with them so they can ensure the status quo. In my view, in order to save journalism as a profession, journalists need to expose those people in the media that have stolen or hijacked the privileges and powers of the press and have used illegal or unlawful means for their own gain and agendas. I feel that I need to make sure that this unlawful behaviour is exposed because obviously I don't want anybody else going through the same thing that I've been going through on a personal level. But also on a national level, um, as at the moment our country is judged globally by the state of our press and our government, both of which I believe are at rock bottom. Now, 
to be clear, his allegations rest on 140 articles published between 1996 and 2010 containing information allegedly gleaned via unlawful methods. Now, it's quite striking how much he's renouncing his royal position because he's gunning not just for the media, but for our government. The Conservative government, he alleged, is at rock bottom. We'll come back to that. But let's just first hear from what Jenny Bond, the former BBC royal correspondent, told Lorraine on ATV. You're absolutely right, yes. I mean, I think he has been counselled. He says in his book that uh, his father, Charles, has counselled him not to pursue this, this mission against the press. He said it was a suicide mission. And Charles always has tried to keep the tabloids on side. Actually, rather to my own annoyance and, and bemusement I, when I was working for the BBC, you know, a very senior royal correspondent in the BBC, um, I was excluded uh, from you know, parties and events. I remember one big party at Buckingham Palace. I wasn't invited as the royal correspondent. Piers Morgan was as the editor of the Mirror. David Yellen was as the editor of The Sun. And I always, I used to say to them, why? And why do you plant stories? And they did. Plant is a strong word. Give stories to the tabloids first. Why don't you come to me and I'll broadcast and they can follow me? But that was never the way the palace worked. They liked to keep particularly the tabloids on, on side. So the allegation here from a former BC royal correspondent is lending weight to Prince Harry's allegations of a poisonous relationship between the royal family and the tabloids based on planting stories. Um, now, she also notes in that interview that King Charles fought against Harry's court case, calling it a suicide mission, and indeed... Harry said he was summoned to Buckingham Palace in order to drop the case because of the effect it would have on the royal family. Some might allege also the relationship between the royal family and the tabloid press that he was seeking to expose. But let's just circle back to what he said. Democracy fails when your press fails to scrutinise and hold the government accountable and instead chooses to get into bed with them so they can ensure the status quo. Well, yes, quite. I mean, I think it's quite striking how we've taken it as some sort of fact of life, like the weather, that newspapers are simply playthings of wealthy, rich individuals who are there to use their control over the means of information to help protect a status quo, which they don't just profit from, but they are instrumental to. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And that's the nature of the British... They don't exist to inform and educate in a rational, healthy, functioning democracy, which we don't have anything even close uh, to, to approaching one. You would have newspapers which would seek to educate people 
clearly, factually, about the world around them so people can make educated guesses about what happens next in the society or their local communities for that matter. That is democracy. That's not what happens because the, the actual reality of the world is filtered through newspapers who have very clear, self-evident agendas. They, the majority of them, support the Conservative Party in a overtly partisan and aggressive way. They mirror often the government's agenda by vilifying the chosen targets of the day. So when the government was launching an onslaught against the welfare state and benefit claimants, the newspapers were absolutely instrumental in running vicious and unrelenting campaigns against benefit claimants to help shore up the government's onslaught. We see the same against migrants and refugees, and the research suggests that there isn't a link between how many migrants arrive in Britain and how much hostility there is to them, but rather to negative uh, media coverage of them. The way they, of course, gun for opponents of the government or anyone who challenges the status quo. Ed Miliband did not run on a radical programme before 2015, and yet they went for him how they, over how he ate a bacon sandwich. You even have this revolving door with government. You had James Forsyth, who was married uh, to the former... Uh, BBC turned ITV journalist turned uh, spin doctor for Rishi Sunak turned spin doctor for Boris Johnson that didn't end well uh, for her or anyone else um, and James Forsyth was a worked as the political editor of The Spectator he was a newspaper columnist in The Times and The Sun newspaper he was also best friends with Rishi Sunak uh, I can't remember I think Rishi Sunak was best man at their wedding and um then he goes and works for Rishi Senak as his spin doctor. I mean, you've got other egregious examples of that revolving door and the closeness between those who rule over us and the administration and, and, and the, government, the governments of the day. We could go on about how the media, according to the government's own statistics, is the second most privileged in terms of national media, the background of journalists, um, of any profession other than medicine and things like the decline of local newspapers, unpaid internships, which the vast majority can't afford to do, and which people often get jobs at newspapers through unpaid internships via their relatives. And it's a way of, you know, relatives or people putting in relatives and, and close friends of the family, that kind of thing, into the media. Those unpaid internships become often instrumental in getting a foot in the door of the media. Things like doing expensive postgraduate qualifications for journalism, which most people cannot afford to do. Um, but it is a closed shop in, in, in that the statistics show the vast majority uh, of that journalists overwhelmingly disproportionately come from very privileged backgrounds. And um, when we're talking about national newspapers, we could go on. So you have that ownership issue and then the makeup of the newspapers. And then you get newspapers which work as political actors, not there dispensing information objectively or impartially. You have people go, oh, well, you, you want to be going. You don't exactly... Um, speak to a scriptive objectivity but that's the point I write in the opinion section of a newspaper nothing wrong with having opinion sections in the Guardian it's labelled opinion there's a clue, newspaper columnists their job is to write about the world around them we do reporting, I did a piece today about Boris Johnson getting legal aid um, uh, when ordinary people aren't and I interviewed women with abusive former partners being dragged through the courts who don't get legal aid 
but obviously I'm expressing my view of the world. But the difference is between me and the likes of Harry Cole, political editor of the Sun newspaper, is he's just as opinionated as I am, but his opinion's gone in the news section of the newspaper, and we don't even blink. Don't even blink. We don't even blink at the fact that the Sun and the Daily Mail just overtly, in their news sections, have an overtly political agenda. We could go on. That is the nature, of course, of our press. And it, it, it falls to someone as privileged as Prince Harry to make this case because he can speak to that behind-the-scenes um, context, which is often missing. I think it's he's done his a public service, and I'm looking forward to her far more from Prince Harry. But let's encourage other people within the British establishment if they want to speak forth about what actually happens behind rather than defending their privilege. Please like, subscribe, please support us on patreon.com forward slash ownjoes84. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.